Hi, Dennis. Yes, Mike. How are you? Doing well. How are you doing tonight? Is this okay? I, I got it on a speakerphone in the car. Do I need to just put it on the Oh, no. This sounds great. I can hear you clearly. Okay, perfect. How are you doing tonight? All right. I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. Um, uh, before we get started, I just want to say thank you for calling into this. I really, I really appreciate you giving me your time. Absolutely. No problem. I appreciate it. I'm sorry I took my while to make this connection with you. Oh, no, no worries at all. I, I really, uh, I, I genuinely appreciate any time uh, that people give to me. So, um, and I promise I won't take too much of yours. Uh, to give you a little bit of, of, of a background, um, I'm just a lifelong Dallas Mavericks fan. And um, okay. I'm only, I'm only 32. But, you know, so I became a fan around when I was a kid around 1995. But um, I've just been trying to catch up with Mavericks from the past, and I've enjoyed talking to some players from the 80s. There haven't been too many, um, but, you know, I enjoy learning about that time period and uh, really just hearing about their experience. Who have, uh, who have you reached so far, if you don't mind me asking? Sure. Um, I think the only teammate of yours that I've talked to was Uwe Blob. Uwe. Okay. Good. Yeah. And I talked to um, <laughs> S- Scott Lloyd, who was uh, in the early 80s, and um, yeah. another guy who was there a couple years before you, uh, Charlie Sitton. I, I had a conversation with him as well. Okay, I got you. Yeah. How's um, Uve doing? I haven't spoken to Uve in a while. He's doing, he's doing well. He's living in Austin, and um, he's sure. working, uh, I think, at, at a software company. Um, he seems pretty detached from basketball these days. But, uh, you know, yeah. he, he didn't mind, you know, reminiscing about, about his past and about his, his own basketball journey. So I really appreciated his time. No, that's good. That's good. I hadn't spoken to Uwe in a while, but uh, I used to live in San Marcos, and he was pretty close to me down there. Okay. And during that, yeah, and during that time, you know, we, we were pretty – spoke a lot, pretty quite. And, uh, you know, time moves on. You know, you move away a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he's so he, yeah. He didn't seem um, uh, like I said. Just he he just hasn't kept up with with the sport. But um, he did seem to be uh, genuinely happy when I told him that the Mavericks had just retired Derek Harper's number, and he seemed very happy to hear that. So that was that was cool to hear. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good to hear. Yeah. So when I'm when I'm talking to a former Maverick like yourself. Um, one of the first things that I like to ask them is just, you know, growing up as a kid, I, you know, I do a little research on you. So you grew up in Little Rock. Um, what got you started playing the game of basketball uh, while you were growing up? Well, our dad was a high school basketball coach at the Arkansas School for the Deaf. So we, we pretty much had access to the gym 24-7. You know, we were always up there watching him and practicing with his players or watching their games and traveling with them. So we were, we were always around it from a young age and, uh, you know, either playing it or coaching it. We, we, we knew we would, we'd probably all end up doing that. And we did. Yeah. I, I, uh, like I said, as I was, was doing a little bit of research, it sounds like you came from a pretty athletic family. All, all you and your brothers were all pretty heavily involved in sports, whether it be football or basketball, right? Correct. Yeah, I got three older brothers, and uh, two of us went. Two of them went football. Once they got into coaching, two of us went to basketball. But mm-hmm. uh, growing up, we we played all three sports. And I, and I say three that that was baseball, football, and basketball at that time. And soccer and some of the other sports weren't weren't that popular at that time. 
But, uh, yeah, we kind of played it all and uh, had a good time doing it. And, uh, you know, Dad was always coaching one of our teams or mm-hmm. or getting us involved somehow, you know. So it was uh, – yeah, it was it – was, it was definitely centered around a sport for sure. So at, at Little Rock Central High School, um, while you were playing there, did you compete against any future NBA players or any uh, future like big-time college players during your, your high school days? Um, yeah, I guess uh, West Memphis was – actually, they were a class below us, but we, we played them quite a – we played them three times my junior year. And they – Lee and Michael Cage – Michael oh, wow. Cage, you probably heard of, yeah, yep. seventeen or eighteen years in the NBA. Keith Lee played a little bit, but he had some knee issues, and uh, I'm not sure. Sidney Moncrief was a little bit in front of me. Now he was at Hall High. He played against my brothers. Mm-hmm. He was a couple years older than me, but uh, uh, during my time, now Joe Johnson came along later and played at Central. Right? Yeah, I know, and, uh, he's, made, uh... and he made quite a career out of it. Absolutely. Yeah. He's been, he's been fun to watch. Uh, I'm not sure if he's, I know he played this past season. I don't know if he's on a roster for the season that's about to start. I'm not, I'm not sure on that, but he's had a very successful career. Yeah. I'm not sure either. Now he played a little bit in the, uh, the Little Rock Pro-Am League this summer. So I saw him a little bit and we didn't get a chance to talk about his future plan. So I, I wouldn't doubt if he shows up on a team, he's a veteran that's been around, been around a while and I'm sure he could help some team. Absolutely. Um, so once you finished your your high school career, what was the recruiting process that led you to TCU? Well, I probably did more of the recruiting than TCU did, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, I didn't get many looks coming out of high school. I was, I was pretty small, 6'1", maybe 150, and Arkansas was pretty loaded at the time. Dura Walker, Alvin Robertson, Joe Klein, you know, they, they had a pretty good squad, and so I didn't get the chance to, to play for my home team, but uh, my brothers played for Jim Killingsworth at Oklahoma State. By the time I came out, Coach Killingsworth was now at TCU. So that was sort of the connection there, and they were uh, really not interested at the time, but I guess some guys kind of fell through. And, and back in that day, there were 15 scholarships uh, they, could, they, could, uh, they could dole out. So, mm-hmm. you know, I took advantage of that and got lucky to get that and uh that's what kind of led me to tcu and it was a it was a fun ride there yeah you uh you had some successful um a successful four years there are there and you know I, one thing is that i'm not really a a big college basketball fan um i i casually watch it and everything but were there any like what were what are some of the most notable college basketball memories you had during your time at tcu well when we were there uh the five slam and jammer, uh, Keith Olajuwon, Michael Young, and that group, Clyde Drexler, they were uh, <laughs> they were pretty much dominating our conference. But uh, it was always fun to go against them, and I had some decent games against them. But they were so talented. Uh, it was always fun when I was able to beat Arkansas. I didn't get to do it many times, but <laughs> it was always good to beat the, beat the home state team. And we beat them. I guess my sophomore year in the uh, conference tournament to play Houston in the final. So as that was probably my best memory. Uh, that was, that was fun times. Definitely. Yeah. It sounds like it would be fun. So you finished your career at TCU in 85 and um, you know, what were your, 
expectations at the time? I, I know you weren't drafted. Did you consider going overseas or was it just straight to the CBA or, or did you even think you had a future in professional basketball at the time? Well, you know, after draft night, you know, that was seven rounds of draft and, uh, <laughs> you know, my name wasn't called. So, you know, I wanted to try. I had no idea, you know, if I could make it or not, but I, I definitely wanted to try. I thought I still had a little more left in the tank to try. Uh, so I uh, got lucky enough to get into that Maverick camp that first year out. They went did a little summer league with them, mm-hmm. and then they invited me back to the fall camp in October. And and the the roster was pretty much set. They were just uh, you know they, they bring guys in in preseason anyway. So I was one of those guys. It was pretty much known I, I probably wasn't going to make it, but it was a fun experience. And but I ended up getting to go to the CBA, which is I guess the G League now they call it the minor league. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I had a chance to play for with lacrosse, Wisconsin, lacrosse Catbirds. And, uh, man, it was a good experience. It was good for me. Uh, I was trying to make the transition from a two-guard to the point-guard spot. So that was that was a tough transition, but it allowed me a chance to get that done. And, and it, it was helpful. Man. I enjoyed the CBA. I, I thought it was a good time. Just based on some research there, yeah, it looks like you had a successful career there in uh... – with the lacrosse catbirds. So you were there for a couple years before you finally made your way to Dallas in 87. Um, what would you credit your, you know, that camp you went with the Mavs to, to helping you latch on with the team a couple years later? Yeah. Well, here's uh, the second year I tried out again with the Mavericks. I, I got invited back to the camp. Oh, in wow. the fall. It, uh, and that year I, I, I thought I had a chance to, to actually make it. It just kind of, it kind of came right down to the last cut, and I, and I didn't. But Coach Mata was, was, was pretty honest with me, and he said, hey, you know, if, if something will to come back and, and bring you back. So that kind of – it left the window open for me, you know, so I, I, I wanted to stick with it after hearing that. And uh, and sure enough, you know, it was about a month into the season, uh, they, they came and got me out of the CBA. So that was uh, – that was – I guess November, early, uh, about mid-November in 86. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I got a chance to, to make it up to the to the big show, and it was uh, man, it was a great experience. You know, back in those days, they only had one assistant coach, so Coach Adubato sat on the other side of Dick Mata, and I sat right next to him. So, as a future coach wannabe, you know, I, it was, that was a great experience for me. I had a good seat every night watching the game and getting a chance to – to sit right by the head coach. Absolutely. And, you know, what's what's kind of cool about your your limited stint in Dallas is, you know, the 1987 season that you were there was very successful. In fact, you know, it was the most – in terms of regular season wins, it was the most successful team in Mavericks history until 2002. Um, so, you know, it was uh, a bright spot in those first 22 years or so. Um, yeah. You know, what were some of, some of your – personal memories from, from that time? Because, you know, the team was, you know, there was Mark Aguirre, Rolando, Derek Harper, Brad Davis, guys like that. Um, you know, h- how did they age you in your in your career? And, and what are some of your memories from, from your time here during that season? Well, first of all, they were, they were all great teammates. You know, they were uh, they were such professionals. You know, Brad was, was up in years in the, in the NBA and, and been around the block a while. And Derek was just now becoming a, a starter for the team. And Sam Perkins was was outstanding. Uh, of course, 
Coach Blackman, you mentioned in Aguirre, you know, those guys were the studs of the team. But, man, you know, the pieces fit, you know, on that team. We had all the pieces and had great uh, supporting cast. Roy Tarpley was probably one of his better years with Mavs. And, you know, Detlef Serrant came off the bench. So, you know, we, we had a great supporting cast. And, uh, you know, those guys were the ultimate professionals. You know, they, they knew what it was going to take. And, you know, they were all business when they hit the floor. You know, they, they were – there were good guys just to kind of learn from and, and watch and see how they they do things on a day to day basis and uh, man they were they were extremely talented and we were we were one of the better teams than on the western side. Absolutely, I know the team finished in second place in the Western Conference standings that season, and uh, you know and that was you know some of the the glory years of the NBA. You know the mid to late '80s when you know Jordan came on the scene and. Bird and the Celtics were dominating along with the Lakers. Um, yeah. Do you have any memorable experiences playing against those guys or, or you know, in Boston Garden or, or Chicago Stadium? I saw you did get to play against some of those teams um, in your – I was looking at your game log. Um, just do you have any particular memories from those evenings? Well, you know, you, Mike, you had to get there early to see me. You know, I was pretty good in warm-ups. So I was pretty smooth <laughs> out there. <laughs> yeah. No, there, there were some games I did get in. There was – a in there where, where Brad Davis was, was injured and uh, so I, I was able to play a little bit of some backup minutes uh, I remember recalling having a pretty good game at Golden State now they weren't near as good they, they were now right <laughs> but uh, yeah definitely watching uh, Magic and, and Larry you know they were at the prime of their careers it was it seemed like it was kind of going back and forth between LA and Boston for the finals but uh you know, just watching those guys, and, and you mentioned Michael. He, he just kind of was coming onto the scene, and he's so, uh, yeah, just, uh, man, I tell you, I had great seats every night watching some of the best in the world play, and a lot of the guys, you know, you grew up watching, you know, like Doctor was, I think Doctor was in his last year, and uh, boy, I'll never forget shaking his hand before the game, and I tell you, those hands just kind of wrapped around me twice, <laughs> but uh, just fun, just fun watching those guys, and and it was, uh, it was almost surreal at times, you know, because you grow up watching them, and now you're just uh, you're, you're practically on the floor with them. So it was it was fun. Definitely, that was a a good time to be in the NBA. Uh, no matter you know how how long your stint was, it's, that's pretty impressive that you were there for that. So that that season kind of ended disappointingly. You know, the Mavs were the second seed, um, but they lost in the uh, the or you guys lost in the first round of the playoffs to to Seattle. So the, the season ended a little bit sooner than, you know, fans would have liked. Um, and then you, you were cut the following, the following fall, the next October of 87, you were released by the Mavs. And uh, what, I'm just curious if you don't mind sharing, how, how did that process so, work where you were released? Well, I, I got invited back again. I didn't have a guaranteed contract, but you know, I felt pretty good about my chances since I was on the team before, but mm -hmm. uh Dick Mata left and uh, Coach McLeod came in. So it, just, it was just a little bit different. And uh, whenever you have a new coach, you know, there's different different ideas and different agendas they have. And, you know, I just didn't fit. I didn't fit uh, for the next year's team. But uh, I went back actually to the CBA and, and then eventually didn't make my way overseas. I ended up playing over at Real Madrid for, uh, for George Carl who was an ex-NBA coach. Right, yeah. I was going to ask you about your so, so I, experience. Yeah, so I did a year in that with that. And, uh, 
know, that was a good time. I'd love to go back now and really kind of enjoy the country and really, really go back and to appreciate it. I was just kind of young and just all I thought about was uh, the arena and, and just getting back to the, to the room. You know, I didn't, didn't venture out much, but, uh, but it was, it was definitely a, a neat experience and I'm glad I did it. Yeah, that, that would be a good experience. And um, so, yeah, I can see that, you know, your playing career ended in 1991, uh, you know, and you were still relatively young, you know, 27, 28 years old. Yeah. And then you got into coaching about nine years later, but you know, uh, were you still pursuing a playing career in that time period before, before your coaching career started? Uh, you know what? It, it sort of got to a point, Mike, where it was just, uh, I was kind of getting tired of just trying out. It seemed like I was just in a try mode. I, I, you know, in the summers you go to train, you go to camps in the summer, and it was just it was just kind of a constant battle. And that part of it kind of got kind of wore me a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it was it was tough to make it. And I knew it would be continued to be tough. Players just keep coming out, and they're bigger and faster. But uh, so I. I I just kind of knew at the time, I, I thought it was time to end it, and there was an opportunity to, to coach. And uh, so that year, I actually ended up going to a junior college and back in my home state of Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was kind of where I officially let the basketball go. It was tough, you know. It's always it's always tough to put a final stamp on anything. So uh, that part of it was rough, but I but I knew coaching was going to be it for me. Yeah. So uh, So it was a good start. It was a good start. It sounds like the, it was a good transition for you. So I can see that as since 2011, you've been the head coach at Washita Baptist University. You said that right, Mike. That's pretty good. I'm impressed. <laughs> well, I, I had, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I actually looked it up today, and I found a YouTube video that explained how to pronounce it. So um, that's very that's good. Really you did your homework. Work. I like that, Mike. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> I certainly did do my homework uh, on that one because when I read it for the first time, I was not sure on how to pronounce it. <laughs> um, but so how, how, how is that going for you? You know, you've been at uh, the head coach there for several years. Um, you know, do, uh, what are your expectations for this your upcoming season? Well, we uh, we had a lot of guys back from last. Year. We're we're pretty young last year. We had a good good group of guys. We were just uh, probably one or two players short uh, to to really make a good run at it. Uh, it's a pretty competitive league. This Great American Conference. Uh, it started the year I got to Washington in 2011. It's sort of a, a new league, but I tell you what, it's getting a lot of respect. Uh, we had three teams a couple years ago make the big dance, so uh, we we've made a pretty good stride on in our conference play uh but i think going back to our team i think we got a chance you know us we're still a little bit young in parts uh to our you know as far as experience mm-hmm. but uh you know I, I like our guys i think they 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 compete they understand what it's going to take uh question marks out there on how some of the new guys will will matter with uh, with the rest you know, it's always every year is different. You know, you never you never really know how pieces fit each and every year, but that's the fun part of it. You know, the the daily process is is what you really like, and uh, you know, we're still on the kind of the old practice schemes where you, we really can't start to October fifteenth. So we're okay. We're kind of anxious to get to that time frame, and uh, right now we're kind of limited on what. But man, they're working hard, and and I'm and I appreciate what they're doing so far. 
Well, that's good to hear. Uh, I wish you the best of luck in this upcoming season. I appreciate that. So I think I just have a couple more questions for you. And, um, and thank you so much, Dennis, for, for your time tonight. I really do sure. appreciate it. And the first is, um, do you have any memorabilia or keepsakes that you kept from your time at, from the Mavericks? Uh, well, you know, I got my jersey framed in the house. And uh, oh, that's, that's awesome. they did a poster. They did a poster our year with the – it was a limousine with all the players kind of standing in front of it on the – or, yeah, standing alongside, and I think Rich Yadabato was driving, and then you had Mata kind of sticking out of the uh, the, the moonroof at the top. But uh, you know that that was uh, that was just good times, you know. And I, I keep a couple of those little pieces in the house, just kind of remind me, you know, the guys. And uh, I still talk to Brad Davis quite often, and uh, Derek Harper and I will play a little golf. I was down there for Derek's retirement uh, deal that he had. At Oh, this last season. Yeah, you were at the stadium that night. Yeah, yeah, I was actually oh, okay. on the floor with them, and uh, oh, great! Yeah, that was that was a fun time, man. It was fun and very well deserved. And uh, and I got to looking around. I looked up and I said, "Well, you know, talking about timing, I played with two point guards. Both of them had their numbers retired in the Raptors. You know, that's that's either good or bad. You know, you're probably not going to play much with those two guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, you know, Rolando was there too. So you've played with every Mavericks player that has had their Jersey retired to date. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, I saw Rolando that night, of course. And, uh, and of course, Dick Mata, you know, it's the first time I've seen coach Mata in a long time. And man, it was, it was good to see him and visit with him before the game and after. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, throw a lot of the guys, Keith, Keith Grant, who was around during my time, now assistant GM, mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah, it was it was good to get back. That's that's really good to hear, and I'm glad you were here for that. And uh, the second question, the last question I have is kind of related to to that. What I'm looking at right now is the complete roster for the 1987 Dallas Mavericks, the team you were on. Um, there's 13 names on it, including you. I wanted to see how many of them you could name. Okay. All right, here we go. Mark McGuire, Derek Harper, Rolando Blackman, Sam Perkins, James Donaldson, Detlef Shrimp, Bill Winnington, Uwe Blob, Al Wood. How close am I? You got one, two, three, four. Uh, you got nine, so you only got four more to go. Or really uh, just really just Roy, three more. So Roy Tarpley. Okay. Hang on here. Hang on. I already mentioned Bill Winnington. Yes, you did. Now, we just had 12 during my time. Now, we just had 12 on the roster. So, okay, so uh, this is a complete roster. It's possible that maybe someone was there before you signed. Okay, was Myron Jackson? Was Myron Jackson? Myron Jackson is one of the ones you were missing. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, he's the – we actually traded places. He took my spot, and I took his spot. Gotcha. Uh, how many more names? Is that the, is that the last one? There's one more, and you've mentioned it already. I just don't think you've mentioned it in this in this little quiz here. But uh, he, his jersey's retired. Okay, uh, Brad, Brad yep. Davis. There you go. That's it. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> yep that's it. Those are my guys. Those are the boys. <laughs> well, uh, you did uh, you did really well there. Um, you know, that's that's probably one of the. It. 
more successful attempts I've had at this quiz that I give to former players. Uh, most guys will do pretty well, but you know, they'll, they'll give up and I'll have to give them some hints or just give them straight up answers, but you, yeah. uh, you knocked it out of the park. So that was pretty impressive. Well, I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate it, Mike. Well, it was a good time and a good group of guys. Well, I'm, uh, I'm glad to hear that you experienced your, 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 you enjoyed your experience in Dallas. I, um, that always makes me happy to hear. Well, like I said, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me tonight, Dennis. Uh, I really enjoyed hearing, learning a little bit more about you and uh, hearing about your time here. Well, you bet. I appreciate you reaching out and finding me, and uh, good luck to the Mavs this year. Thanks. Yeah, I'm excited. I think, I think they'll take a step in the right direction this year, um, which should be fun to watch. So. I bet they will. Okay, my man. Well, thank you. Have a good night. You too. Thanks, Dennis.